This episode of Speakers of Eidolon is made possible by our generous patrons. Special thanks to our supreme and master speakers Omeji Cat Comet, Erisu Yamakawa, Circa Barakil, Remy Asalia, Arcadia Lunashine, Alex Franco AV, Casey Schaefer, Azuta Starbreeze, Cletus Oreo, Nina Grimm's daughter, Nat Clay, Lily Black, Bob Cece, Mikta Rabentau, Faris Jantoru, Sapa Chakwatol, Edwin, Umbral Wind, Quick Levin, Winebow Brood, Pamela Isley, Camille Grinnell, Elenriel Maximus, Code Redno, Mira Miri, Bay Barbele, Suna Chicano, Celesto Notrell, Lazy Boy, A Bag of Dragon Knight, Luke Osborne, Pandalu Storm Arrow, Tex, Yowie Wowie, Kai Lin, and Chibi Duo. Support the show and become a patron today at patreon.com slash speakersxiv. Thank you. This is Speakers of Good evening, Aorsians. Welcome to Speakers of Fidelin, episode 261. I'm Lakeel Bravestone, and I'm joined today by Georgi Wiston, Mela Vanadar, and no one else. Uh, Rollo's not no. here today, so um, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, today, uh, we're going to cover a Famitsu interview with the maid. <laughs> Famitsu interview with the maid. Wouldn't that be interesting? Famitsu wow. interview with uh, the dev team. Uh, translated by Ak Morning, um, we'll also uh, talk about the information that was dropped during the MANA data center stress test. Now that was interesting. Stay tuned for the post show, we'll be answering questions from the syndicate, and we'll be watching um, Minimum Eye Level from the Great Google Library. That was... Hard. Oh yeah, hard. Uh, it was a difficult episode to it's interesting. edit. interesting difficult thing to edit because there's a lot there were mm, it was high quality humor something happens at a very specific point uh in the video where i th all it takes for us is to say one thing and it has it's either like pee pee or poo poo and if that is spoken those words are spoken we derail immediately <laughs> yes camilo so there's a lot of that and mm -hmm. i cut a lot of it out <laughs> there's still a lot of it throughout the entire episode so enjoy that mm. that is in the post show so make sure you catch i thought you'd regret saying that a lot yeah yeah regrets uh lots of regrets <laughs> in that uh video uh all right uh channel updates uh 1.0 stream is on august 31st on tuesday uh and that's tuesday this week and uh, same with movie night not on Tuesday, but this week, uh, Thursday, September 2nd. Uh, that's for patrons, so make sure you uh, suggest uh, movies. It's pinned in the Patreon chat. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, let's jump into some uh, recent events. Woo! You know what? We're going to start with everyone's... <laughs> what? What happened? No, just... Oh. It's just... Uh, okay. Final Fantasy fourteen online store <laughs> again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, your everyone's favorite part of recent events is when we um, 
update you on the latest on the Final Fantasy XIV online store. There are new optional items and an adventure celebration sale, uh, which uh, started on uh, Friday. August and a very 27th. interesting change they've made. Yes, a little addendum. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the sale um, started on Friday, uh, August 27th. Uh, and new optional items will also be added. That is optional items from the Rising last year. Yes, so Sultana 7 painting and wind-up uh, Ardbert. Uh, yeah. Okay, so there is an addendum here at the bottom. Uh, we have confirmed fraudulent activities involving purchases of large quantities of discounted gift codes. As such, gift code purchases will be unavailable for discounted items. We apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your understanding. So, mm. what is that? Uh, it must be resellers. Right. So they buy it and then they sell it at a higher price. Is that what it is? Or probably like off. If they sell it off sale for higher than the sale price, but less than the normal price, yeah. they'll get sales probably. But True. why would I wouldn't? I that's I have such a strong a... distrust of people anyway. I would never yeah, buy one. That's such a roundabout method of obtaining something from the final fantasy 14 online store yeah Thank you're you not saving that much money are you right no yeah. no well there you go now you cannot buy them buy discounted items with gift codes which uh, is unfortunate that because of a few bad people we're not allowed to gift discounted yeah. items to other people yeah that's uh, usually why we can't have nice things is because people are bad. yeah mm, uh, so just uh why why are people the money directly Mm. You might be able to give Krista. Still, gift maybe Krista? I don't know. Never tried it. I feel like Krista is such an antiquated system. The, the, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes I even forget that you can still buy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can. Someone find out, and if you can, then do that. And if not, sorry. I thought Krista also isn't Krista like slowly being like removed. Like it's support. I, think I like Krista. I know you like Krista, but that's because you don't like having your card directly attached to the store. Yeah. Because you're afraid that it will get uh, uh, your something the bank will yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> then some, and then you'll here. get and then you'll get locked out, and then you have to well, talk to the Square Enix corporate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely that. But especially in the old days when you couldn't even have a basket, I would just buy like. I would add it all up in calculator to find out how much Krista I'd need and then buy the Krista in one go. Mm -hmm. And then just buy everything individually with Krista. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, there you go. I don't know if we can... We don't know if you can gift Krista. Uh, figure uh, someone in chat uh, or uh, people in the comments mm -hmm. let us know. Sorry. The word I was thinking of earlier was you're afraid of your bank char doing a chargeback to Square Enix. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. once you... The ultimate account is, ban. That's how you die. Yeah, that's how you die. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so uh, there's been a lot of talk about 14's uh, congestion problems, um, and Scranix uh, issued a statement on the Lodestone. Um, on actually, Yoshida issued a statement on the Lodestone um, last week uh, or this week, actually. Um, uh, an update regarding North American and EU data center congestion and next steps. Greetings, Final Fantasy 14 players. This is your producer and director, Naoki Yoshida. 
I'd like to say a huge thank you for the support from our players around the world, including those of you who recently started your adventures in Final Fantasy XIV. On the other hand, the number of simultaneous logins has continued to hit the upper limit, especially in the case of the North American and European data centers and worlds. And as such, I'd like to provide an update regarding the current situation and the need to designate certain worlds as congested. Um, increased login caps for European data centers. During the patch 5.58 hotfix maintenance scheduled for August 24th, we will be changing the operating system settings for the server configuration of the European data centers, and the login cap will be increased once we have confirmed stability post-maintenance. Furthermore, in late September, we all are also planning to replace some of our equipment with high-performance machines to further increase the cap. We've observed... Wow. Yeah. We've observed considerable levels of congestion on the European data center over the past few weeks, especially during weekends. Though login queues have been quite long, please rest assured that they are working properly. We apologize for the inconvenience, but we ask that you continue to wait for your turn to log in should you encounter a queue. Well, what else can yes. you do? Be British. Yeah, be British, wait in line. More Japanese. Um, yes. What else can you do? I mean, back in the day, you could have cancelled mm. and then got the good straight back in. Yeah, that's true. Um... Uh, but, 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 but. that was that was like the way to log in. Like it's so in my yeah. fingertips that I still <laughs> almost do it. Like the, the I tap the num zero like six <laughs> times to log in. Uh, classifying all Ether data center worlds as congested. As of the patch 5.58 hotfix maintenance, all worlds on the Ether data center have been classified as congested. Despite expanding the maximum capacity as much as possible and closely monitoring the situation, the number of logins for each world have constantly remained at full capacity, which led us to taking this course of action. This means players will be unable to create new characters on any world on the Ether data center until this classification is lifted. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience this will cause for those of you who were looking forward to embarking on adventures with friends. Were, there, uh, were the number of characters to increase any further, it could result in login queues taking up to several hours, oh, which is why we needed oh to take this God. approach. In the meantime, we kindly request that you consider creating a character on a world within the primal or crystal data centers, though we are aware that they're currently quite congested as well. Once again, we sincerely apologize for the inconvenience and this, uh, the inconvenience this will cause for our players on the North American data center. Sometimes mm. I'm grateful that uh, Goblin was split off onto Crystal rather yeah. than kept on Ether. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quite wild that as a result of this, uh, well, d will he talk about it here at all? Oh, yeah, we will talk about it after this. Um, so, uh, to address the congestion situation, our infrastructure and development teams are working closely to plan large-scale solutions such as expanding our data centers or adding new worlds. As previously mentioned, however, there is an ongoing global shortage and increased demand for semiconductors, and quite frankly, we're still struggling to source the required equipment. This is so true. You, mm. you don't have no idea how horrible this is. Like in addition to my computer dying we have a second computer which is the one that uh we use for audio like the audio usually that you'll hear Gurgen Mela on actually that's where their audio is coming from right now that computer is it's not good it's not doing so well i need a raspberry pi a simple thing you'd think there's a waiting list for a raspberry nice. pi and I've been on that list for three weeks already. Whew. It's crazy. And it goes for anything. If I need 
anything that contains like a chip, like anything, there's us they're usually sold out or like very limited like stock. So help, <laughs> help. Um, okay. <clears throat> Additionally. The recent resurgence of COVID-19 cases in Japan has raised major concerns regarding our ability to travel overseas for on-site implementations. These setbacks have made it difficult for us to cut down on the time required for implementation. Considering the current situation, we will likely require more time in implementing our large-scale solutions. The circumstances surrounding our infrastructure are far from ideal, but I promise that we will continue to persevere in implementing any solutions we can. Thank you for your understanding and continued support. Naoki Yoshida. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't the times we were living in, I'd feel like they were just being lazy and not wanting to put new servers in, but, I mean can't get anything anymore yeah. no remember playstation 5 has not been available since release and that's almost been a year now and, and they've which is unacceptable really didn't they recently like there was like an update to like the the models of the ps5 like they've made it slightly smaller like it's a little lighter now they changed a screw at the bottom and i'm like oh great news but when are you going to make them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah. When, uh, yeah it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Even this time when, sucks. Even the new... Aren't, isn't there like a new Switch? Is that out already or is it coming? Yeah, one with a different screen. Yeah, the old I don't think it's out yet, is it? I, I don't, don't think so either. But, but stores are already preparing to like put in like anti-bot like bot countermeasures. Mm. What is this world? We are we are in. Why did no one? Didn't we see it coming? Didn't did it just? I mean, did we just? No just one happen? saw the pandemic happening at the same That's time. That's true. That's true. The pandemic fucked shit up, but it's crazy. I don't know much about I, the there, there's production the, line of semiconductors. I guess like. guess what happened was like it was the pandemic hit, and then there was also the cryptocurrency bullshit that was mm. happening at the same time, where everyone's just buying them for mm. the you know the cards. Uh, anyways, a very uh, uh, horrible situation we're in. Yeah. Stop uh, trying to make money off Ponzi schemes and let us have our cards. I don't know if I'd know. say that they're necessarily equivalent. I can see the comparison. Your your RTX 3090 will not make you millions. You're literally no. going to need like and you will tank your more. RTX 3090. Yeah. You need a lot you would need a lot. There yeah. are entire farms of yeah. cryptocurrency mines in China. You need a couple yeah. of million uh dollars to to get enough People go to, in people yeah. go into those like sheds and they they feel the desire to remove all clothing because of the fact that it's like above 50 degrees in there. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, Terrible. Anyways, there you go. Um I, we we understand the issue. This is not mm -hmm. something Square Enix is making up. There literally is a horrendous shortage. Um, okay, uh, but here's the other thing. Uh, they made changes to congested and preferred worlds as uh, announced in that post. And I have said this a lot. I've said this a lot. I have never. This is the line that I say a lot now. I never thought I'd see the day. Here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought. I'd see the day when Balmung is the preferred world. What is happening? Uh, <laughs> on no the one top plays on Balmung anymore. Change to preferred world. Balmung, Brunhilder, Coral, Diablos, Goblin. Goblin, saw that one coming. Oh. Mabro, Mateus, and Solera. 
Uh, Goblins never been a congested world. No. <laughs> yeah, we have actually. Oh. Um, it, that was back when every the world was congested. That day. Yeah. Um, but there's that's the entirety of the Crystal Data Center. Yeah. 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 Uh, and congested worlds, Adamantois, Cactuar, Fairy, Gilgamesh, Genova, Midgard's Ormer, Sar uh, sorry, Midgard's Ormer, Sargatanus, Siren. <sighs> Remember, there will be a data center visit system being implemented in the future. So just if you really, if you're new, just pick one of them. You'll find mm. friends. Yeah. Ignore At your old point... friends, find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> At some point between now and November 19th, we don't know when, mm. but it will happen. Why? Why is nothing happening to Primal? <laughs> Must be fine. Because there aren't as many. Do people just Twitch not care streamers. about Primal? Twitch there streamers. Are just... the, 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 the problem is the majority of Twitch streamers go to Ether, which attracts their fan bases to Ether. Mm. Not as many people are on Primal, but there's also the f there's no fear of RP in regards to Primal that there is on. Why Crystal. do people pick ETH? Oh, because it's on the top of the list because it's A. Is that why? Is that why people pick? Is Ether on the top of the list for North America? I would assume so, right? When you pick Data Center. There has to be a reason why they... Maybe that was an unwritten agreement. That's why. They all just for somehow like amalgamate onto This is all a Ether. conspiracy. The Ether conspiracy. Ether is the raiding. Oh, is it the raiding one? As Chad yeah. is saying. Oh, that's but... true. Primal is pretty close. Yeah, like, I thought Primal was a reigning. The difference between the two of them is not that great. Mm. Oh, well. Um, just yeah. try your best to get on a server. No changes to Europe, but I guess it's because Europe is just on fire. Both data centers. Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter which one you're on. We though. don't have enough servers. No. Um, no, we definitely don't. And remember, we, we have talked about that even when they added new... Remember when they added, they added two? two <laughs> yes, yeah, Spriggan and what, like, Luis Suarez or whatever? Yeah, okay. No, Spriggan and Twintani, thank you very much. sorry, yeah. yeah. Don't, uh, don't make Luis Suarez feel like <laughs> newer than that. Well, here's my suggestion. Reunite Chaos and Light. Just put those worlds on Chaos and then make a new data center with the equivalent amount of worlds. You want an extra 12 worlds. Yeah. yeah, there's a semiconductor shortage. No, that's a lie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, we lied about everything. <laughs> um, yeah, no. That's crazy that that used to be one, though. Yeah. I miss some of them. Some of the worlds? We, mm -hmm. still, we can still see them if you click on the... <laughs> on no, the, but the, the people are from them. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, there you go. Uh, good luck, uh, Ether, <laughs> uh, and congratulations, uh, Crystal, I guess. Uh, all right, Tales from the Twilight. So we should probably acknowledge yesterday was Final Fantasy XIV Realm Reborn's eighth anniversary. Happy birthday! Yeah. Woo! Happy birthday! I'm not going to do that. Um, that's, that's cool. Um, I, that's, you know... Eight, eight years, baby. Uh, yeah, it was bang on the start of the rising, which was very nicely timed. Yes, yes. Um, it's um, we haven't. So disclaimer: we haven't done the event. We're not going to talk about the event today. We're not going to spoil anything. Obviously, I can't because I haven't done it. Neither can Georgi. I guess Melo mm -hmm. can. But um, 
Uh, there was also some side stories released, and they will release for the next four weeks, I think, once a week. Yes, five times. Five? Oh, five. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so there will be five in total. Um, uh, they're called Tales from the Twilight, and they are... Well, I'll read the post. To commemorate the eighth anniversary of Final Fantasy XIV, we proudly present... A new collection of side stories from Tales from the Twilight. Take a glimpse of pi uh, pivotal moments of the lives of the game's beloved characters, beginning with our first installment, The Burden of Duty. Duty. <laughs> Duty. Um, that is uh, Yugiri, I think. I think it's a story about Yugiri. I haven't read it yet. but um, okay. Yugiri and Hien. It's a story about how Yugiri and Hien met. Okay. And there's uh, some japes along the way. And an old friend makes a reappearance. Mm, I wonder who that. Can and they learn some great lessons. Okay. And it was all nice. Good. Well, read it yourself. Read it yourself. That was a more positive review than when you told us <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Well, I don't like Othard well, hugely. Yeah, that it's just an a, a, it's just because it's an Othardian yeah. story. I but can see that. it's you know for what it is, it's pretty decent. Mm. So there you go. Go to the Lodestone to find the link uh, and read Tales from the Twilight. Now, we should talk about the Mana Data Center stress test. Uh, well, something. well that, that, is, that was revealed during that. Uh, this is okay. all in the same thing. So okay. we'll start with that. Um, the live letter, live letter 61. Six. Six. Life Letter 66 <laughs> uh, will be on September 18th slash 19th, depending on your region. Um, 19th for Europe, I think 3 a.m. BST, 4 a.m. Central European time. Um, and that would be 10 or 9, 10 p.m. Eastern. Something like that. Something like that. Around that time, <laughs> uh, which is an unfortunate time for us because uh, that happens to be four hours after this podcast ends that day. So we are most likely going now. We haven't planned this properly yet, but we're most likely no. going to move the podcast to Sunday because it's weird to have an episode about something that's about to happen and then not be able mm. to cover it until the next week. So mm, we will be approximately one week minus four hours late. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's um, uh, September We're good 18th. journalist. Yes. Uh, will um, what we know of the live letter is that they're mostly going to talk about the job changes that are coming up. Um, mm. Exciting. Yeah. It's not gonna. I don't. <laughs> it's not gonna be the most exciting live letter. But there isn't that much they can talk about because they've... Oh, you're being sarcastic. Reveal, yeah. I'm, I'm actually sarcastic. excited about this. No, I am not excited. I'm not. I am not excited. I'm never excited about job changes unless it's like... I, love I mean, I, I, at least it's, you love you know, job it's an expansion one, so it's new skills. I love looking That's at good. the number changes in the patch notes every time, Lakia. Oh, it's so awful. Oh, it's the worst part of the show. Of the, I like the new skills, those? though. Uh, what? No, we skip them. We skip them if there's like... A lot of tiny changes. Yeah, mm. but also it'll be. This um, is, is going to be the major changes between a patch. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Sorry, yeah. Or between it's expansions, I should say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see what they rip away from us this time, Lequeur. 
Well, I think, feel like I'm. Oh, I shouldn't say anything because I am. No, I'm going to don't, curse everyone. Don't take anything for granted. Because everyone's going to blame I, me if I, I say can. anything here. Okay. You Nothing's can... gonna bad's gonna happen. Well, to you that didn't lose anything last time. Oh, I hope. No. I hope this becomes your. He this won't. Is it, Mailer. Why would he? Now he's. He good. loves black mage. What if he's secretly switched jobs? Like he doesn't care about black mage anymore, and it's like I'm gonna burn it to the ground. No, there's no way. <laughs> We're gonna get like I mean... five. Five. Yeah. I hope they get rid of Blizzard. <laughs> yes, Tristan. Yeah. Um... I hope they get rid of Blizzard too. <laughs> no, they can't because Blizzard. then there would be like a gap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll make Freeze Blizzard 2. But then what would be Blizzard 2? Freeze! What I am worried oh. about. Rename it! What I'm worried about is, you know, obviously the healers because there's a lot of changes coming to them. Um, don't touch White Mage. No, That's White Mage has been through. We've been through enough and we finally had an expansion where it felt good. To be a white mage. Um, mm. I mean, Astrologians lost a lot too. So I think it's really time for Scholar to... always been the... F like... Don't say that we've lost, we haven't lost a lot. We lost a lot in the <laughs> yeah. last expansion. Later. All right, all, all, the, all the heaters. We've been now. through shit, uh, all of us. White mage started we as went... great because it was the only healer. <laughs> mm. uh, well, Scholar, I'm, I'm, I'm including 1.0. It was a pure healer. It was a pure healer. Uh, and then in Roman mm. Born, we got Scholar. And I think we were still preferred because we had the um we had the um superior protect um, yes yeah i think it was just generally then better we numbers fell from than the well ideally you wanted both race. yeah yeah mm. you wanted both uh okay anyways uh we'll talk about that more uh, uh as we will obviously l likely cover it live um and we will of course talk about it on the podcast the following yeah. most likely okay now for more specific stuff about um the from the mana data center stress test some something unexpected uh, was it, Yoshi P well, leaked something um the first unexpected thing was that they were doing the mana data center stress test in this location yes that's also true yes uh so we're talking about Cape Westwind Whoa! I never thought we'd have again. I never thought, never thought I'd see the day where we'd talk about Cape Westwind as like a relevant topic. Uh, but Yoshi P said some stuff. Uh, this is his, this is a quote. This is about 6.0 onwards, but we are planning a lot of things, and one of them is that there is a possibility that we will be changing Cape West the Cape Westwind fight in some ways. Fox Clan says, "Oh." Then Yoshida says, so it's possible that this might be the last time you can experience this fight this way. And then Foxland goes, LOL! And then Yoshida says, yeah, we are planning a lot of changes after the 6.0 patch, and this is one of the things that might happen. Uh, and he says, yeah, I mean, uh, Ritaten is supposed to be the Empire's shield. Uh, yeah, he's a bit, you know... I mean, he dies too fast. I he think, does die too fast. They're probably going to mm -hmm. just retune the fight so you get to see the actual I, fun mechanics. I mean, the there are fates at that level that are harder than Cape West. Yeah. <laughs> well, well we, there, yeah. there are two things that I suspect they might do. One, they'll retune the fight to be a four-man trial, like 
the three trials before it, uh-huh. or <clears throat> they will reduce the level cap from 50 to 49 so that people cannot go in there in their level 50 mm. unsynced gear. Yeah. Yeah. That is fair. That's, yeah, that's true. We uh, need to sort out the scale of it because, I mean, it actually has quite a lot of mechanics. Mm hmm. And it, you don't see any of them. Yeah, you barely I see I could not the tell you ones. the last time I've seen any of those mechanics. No. Uh, no. Not a bad fight if you do it. With like four people naked at minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's exciting. Uh, maybe we'll. I wonder what they'll do. Like, will they just buff his HP, or are they gonna? I don't know. There's a lot they can do to make it more interesting. Um, Might even re- revamp the whole mechanic. Yeah, they could. Uh, okay, and then there was another thing about Emmett Selk. Um, Ooh. This is from. Uh... It also has some very strong Shadowbringer spoilers. Now I'm yeah sorry Shadowbringer spoilers, but you should you should have done Shadowbringers if you're watching this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the are we going to touch on this in the actual interview? I just realized it's from the same. No, no, it's oh, not no, from, oh, the, it's same not from the same. No, that's September. The dev interviews are from Fanfest. Yeah, okay, <laughs> true, 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 true. All right, the entire interview covers the top other topics from Shadowbringers. This is from, um, I believe someone translated this on the... This was a twit longer, I think, actually. Yeah. It was a twit longer. I don't remember who translated this, though. No. I don't have the link. I'll figure it out. We have the link on our Discord, so it'll be in the yeah. video description. Uh, the, re- the reason behind Emmett Selk's utter disappointment in the Warrior of Light on the verge of turning into a Sin Eater. Big lore implications in this one. Uh, so this is uh, Yoshi P. Um, oh, no, sorry. This is the, the interviewer asking or talking, I guess. Uh, this is also one of my most favorite scenes as a player. The part right before you enter the Hades trial, where Ardbert, who offers his soul to the Warrior of Light, who's on the verge of turning into a Sin Eater after having absorbed all the light from the Light Wardens. Looking back on things, Emmett Selk agreed to cooperate with the Warrior of Light on the condition that they're able to keep all the light they've absorbed in check. At the very end, Emmett Selk deemed the Warrior of Light a failure, but at the moment where the Warrior of Light accepts Arbert's soul, I would say that because of that, it should should have fulfilled Emmett Selk's negotiation. Would you please tell us more about this? Um, Yoshi P says, I think at this point, my interpretation might be a little different. First of all, Emmett Selk, to begin with, is a true human, unsundered. Because of that, one such being would have no problems controlling that amount of light. Rather, it's a given that they'd have an easy time manipulating it. At least this is my interpretation. And so the fragmented beings he speaks of and the true human have a relatively big difference in power. He would say, you've only but taken in the light of five to six light wardens and you're going to turn into one at the end of it? And because of that, that's the reason why he became disappointed. Uh, it's a bit difficult to convey in terms of nuance, but if you look at things from Emmett Selk's pers- perspective, who knows exactly how the original state of the of a soul should be, no matter how many times asundered, how many times asundered a soul becomes, it should have no problems taking on the Light Warden's light. After all, he thinks that the Warrior of Light is indeed a Zem or someone who resembles a Zem. And so at the end, with his disappointment in the end, the Warrior of Light is but a fragmented being. So he deemed the Warrior of Light a failure. 
uh, and that is the result of his judgment and observations. Since the warrior flight is indeed a fragmented body of souls, if if the event where they can control all the light they've absorbed, then there will be a need to reevaluate the current mankind. And that's his way of thinking. He also had seen the process of their journey in person, to join hands with others, to go on and resolve problems. Amongst this, he thought that maybe the solution to everything might be in there, and especially the f very fact that the warrior flight's soul resembled someone he knew all too well, and in a way, loved even. And yet... And so that's how he became disappointed from the very bottom of his heart. These are Emmett Selk's true feelings. Um, uh, and that would mean the moment after that, when the warrior flight's soul had fused Yoshi P. That's the interviewer saying that. Yoshi P then responds, For that bit, my interpretation is a little different from yours. But that doesn't mean it's like strictly he, correct. He would have used this contraction, by yeah, the way. A little. A little. A little. A little different from yours. But that doesn't mean it's strictly correct. What truly is correct is what you feel coming out coming out from it all. And so this is really just my interpretation. It is true that the Warrior of Light had one part restored when they fused with Ardbert. And with that, the Warrior of Light is one step closer towards the strength of a true human. After all, at that point, they had the light under control. But I would like to bring your attention to Yoshtola's lines after clearing the he Hades trial. She mentioned how tattered the Warrior of Light's ether was from the rampaging light that was that it was as though the darkness had completely eliminated it all. Uh, now that you've mentioned it, says the interviewer, <laughs> uh, uh, Hades is a, uh, Yoshi P, Hades is a true human who fought with his all against the one who wants to save the world, clashing all of his darkness against them. In opposition, the warrior of light fought back with all the strength of the light, vanquishing large amounts of it in the process. This was also conveyed in Hades' lines during the trial and as well as after clearing it, in the cutscene where light and dark clashed at each other. As a result, perhaps the light and dark residing inside of warrior, the Warrior of Light had reached an equilibrium, meaning Emmett Selk had reached a certain conclusion. So I'd like you to take another look at those scenes, and perhaps you may reach a different interpretation. But of course, I can't say that this is the answer. Um, there it is. <laughs> Can I say I don't want true human to be a term that no. catches on in the English-speaking community? <laughs> no. Just um, reminds me of true ogre from Tekken. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting interpretation. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he's... It's Yoshi P saying it, so... And he knows more about stuff than we do, I feel like. But it's weird that he phrases it in kind of a death of the author kind of way. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, this is just my interpretation, but don't, uh, don't think <laughs> about the fact that I contributed greatly to the making of right. this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting... I don't want to say... I mean, I, we have to say theory because he's saying this is in his interpretation, but it's weird saying that when it's coming from the producer and director of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have talked about the lines of dialogue that happened during the Hades trial. Like, he does specifically, I think, call out the light of the warden mm -hmm. when talking about us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it feels fairly already trodden ground now i mean yeah, you know he's true. disappointed because we 
didn't meet his expectations of being able to hold it all, and so he goes on to complete his plan in the way he wants to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's nice to have it touched on in a bit further detail, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Why, as the warrior of light, as the mo- as the largest warrior of light, why do we not simply go to the other shards and consume the other warriors of light? Well, that's an interesting thought, Gary. Because also, when there's a a um calamity and one of the other shards joins the source mm-hmm. you'd think that all the souls of the people on there would join their souls on the source as well mm-hmm. but it also is such it's so damaging that loads of people die as well yeah. so, <laughs> calamities are a bit of a weird concept in terms of us yeah, so getting that's why we only take one of them so you want us to just oh, shard hop to just grab all of our last bits Honestly, it was just a Ross is the largest friend joke, but oh. it was also a genuine theory. Right. Yeah. I don't think our character would ever do that. No, <laughs> no, I definitely not. Uh, I mean, I'd like to know how our other versions are getting on. Yeah. It'd be nice to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. But I do not wish to go to another shard until we finish exploring this world, please. No. No, the shard was already weird. Uh, okay. The only shard I'm interested in right now, other than ours, is the void. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Okay, uh, that that's the uh, the stuff from the Mana Data Center stress test um, stuff. Well, that part. Uh, well, is that was the, that was actually interview. from the interview. Sorry. Um, now on to the interviews um, that, with the dev team. I found yeah. the 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 ah. Twitter user is Nash. 0k1 des. There you, you go. Thanks, Thank Nash. You for the translation. <laughs> Thank you for the translation. Oh, voice Assumedly self might a full... have come anyway. Yeah. It could mm. be un, 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 whatever his name is. I mean, I still have the theory that the void sent for the Reaper is, that joins us for the Reaper is our soul from that shard. Mm. That could be true too. Could be, yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So here are some interviews with the dev team. Um, this is post um, FanFest. FanFest. Um, so it's a little, <laughs> it's a little old. It's a wee bit old, but we haven't covered this interview. So and uh, it took a while for them to translate all of it. Yes, this is by Act long, Morning. Actually, you should check out a lot Act of different Morning. people. Their website is very nice. That's all. Hmm. It's very nice, but yeah. it's difficult to work with our show notes. <laughs> that is a, that is not a real complaint. That is just because we don't we want to be lazy and copy paste. That is, yeah, your mm. formatting is really easy to read, <laughs> but a lot of it's stuff we can't copy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, may I? Okay, so this is we, we'll start off with Banri Oda, uh, who is of course the lead story designer. Good uh, lad. We read an interview with him a couple of weeks ago. I love uh, every interview with him is very interesting. So uh, mm. let's mm. jump into this. Uh, may I know your thoughts on? Uh, may May I know your thoughts now that the stage events are over? And uh, are there any messages you'd like to deliver to the players? Bandriota says, "I was really nervous since I attended the How do you like Heidelin segment, sounding very ex- sounding very exhausted. I apologize for acting that way. Even so, I personally enjoyed the segment too. Although I couldn't interact with my fans directly, I'm very happy that we still have a chance to host a digital fan fest in the coming two days. Oh, this is before fan fest. Oh. Wow. Way to date the interview, Banri Oda. Yeah. Um, as mentioned in the opening... Oh, 
As mentioned in the opening ceremony, you're currently holding the position of the lead story designer this time. What does this mean uh, to the changes surrounding you? And we would like to hear uh, from you about your current role. Banugoda says, in fact, I haven't changed at all. Uh, there was a conversation on what to do about my role a few days ago. Sorry, a few years ago. And the whole thing has dragged on and on until today. Something like that. There wasn't any special location nor timing that triggered such changes to begin with. So you continue to be in charge of the story as well as the lore setting in general. That is correct. I'd like to think it's difficult for us mere mortals to imagine how hard it is being a lore designer and to create a story. But what inspires you? We may, we've, we've touched on this before. Also, it may mm. be difficult for you to answer this question, but what were your influences and which aspect did you pay extra attention to when creating the world of Endwalker? Oda says, my previous job was actually as an editor, so it's not that I've uh, done anything particularly special in order to land a job in storytelling. I've always loved reading, so I spent a lot of time reading books as well as playing games, and have touched on many stories since I was a kid. I feel that I have been given feedback from those experiences, and thanks to that I've been using the most of it today. Regarding the story and lore, it's, it is currently difficult to tell you at this stage, such as having to refer to this and that which you read in the past, so please bear with me on that. However, looking at the project that I have been working on for almost 10 years, it seems as if I'm reaching a milestone in terms of the storyline this time. Because of this, I feel the responsibility in delivering a solid product. This is like reaching almost the end years. of... This now actually is 10 years. It is. Oh, no, no, next month is 10 years. Oh, yes, yes, September 30th. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, this is like reaching the end of the book. Like, he, he is about mm. to wrap up the ending, so... Gotta stick the landing, Oda! This is like he's George R. R. Martin, but he's actually writing the last two books. <laughs> yes. God, we shit on him so much in this show. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, previously on the stage program, you talked about the setting of Charlian in detail. I assume the lore is already created prior to the release of Heavensward. Uh, so I want to know if you and your team have already started by including elements that were already established during that time in preparation for this expansion. Oda says, as mentioned by Yoshida, Naoki Yoshida, producer and director of Final Fantasy XIV, <laughs> the legacy version of Final Fantasy XIV initially wanted the players to start their adventure by selecting one of the six cities. Six. Lemsa-Lemitsa, wow. Uldan, Gridania, Ishgard, Alamigo, Old Charlian. This meant that the setting... Still an absurd piece of information. It is. It so really is. So much cooler. Yeah. It is very cool, but I cannot imagine how they would have <laughs> pulled that off considering what 1.0 was. No, I, yeah, it's a shame. like six city states, all with their own MSQ. Ugh, they on. only needed like the one to fifteen, and then it brings you into the main. That's story, not how one point worked, Mayla. No, but if, if it was a modern mm -hmm. Final Fantasy, it could it could work in this game. It just didn't. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's true. They didn't have the time. They didn't have time. Remember, they made a Realm Reborn in two years. Mm. That's crazy for an MMORPG. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, these cities didn't even exist in 1.0, so they didn't have no. a base to work with. Well, no. yeah. yeah. Also, he says old Charlian. It was called Charlian in 1.0. That was Charlian. Mm. Um, this meant that the setting of accumulating what you've learned in the City of Knowledge already existed way before I joined the development team. However, we hadn't had the chance to convey more on this aspect to our players. So even though it was in a state of ruin... I thought it would be neat for players to at least feel the characteristics of the message in it. Hence, I had the city make its appearance and have it located at the Dravanian hinterlands during Heavensward, and that that at least brought a portion of its setting to light. Settings to light. Now that Old Charlie and City is going to be accessible, 
I'm looking forward to seeing players learning more about it through the settings I've been thinking about and working on. Mm. Yeah. Well, what I meant... Impossible. What, what I meant about Char Charlian. Charlian being Charlian, I mean, Charlian is old Charlian. Was old Charlian. Yeah. There was, it was only, only one known as Charlian. Uh, okay. Because even though technically they'd already crossed over in that time period, they hadn't because it hadn't been written. Right, yes. Uh, okay. So that is the Banriyoda section. Uh, mm -hmm. Yoshiki Takanashi, um, lead background artist of Final Fantasy XIV. This, this is the person who is behind the background, abbreviated as BG, <laughs> uh, of Eorzea. Uh, working to realize the visuals of the world and the atmosphere for this expansion. Also responsible for the background designs of the towns and raid dungeons for the previous expansions. Uh, Alright. Uh, uh, let's see here. Where are we? Uh, okay. Let's have uh, Takanashi-san deliver a message to our players. There was certainly a point where I wondered if we should host FanFest under the current circumstances of the COVID-19 pandemic. How, uh, Fair. Yes. <laughs> uh, however, considering I had pre experienced experience of being in direct contact with the players themselves during the previous FanFest, being able to experience the passion of all Final Fantasy XIV players is something huge to me. So even if the format changes, the thought of wanting to host the event digitally is something I really thought it thought should happen. So I personally uh, am really happy about it. Mm. Yeah. Um... In today's keynote speech, we were shown various new areas introduced as a walkthrough for Endwalker. Looking at it, it feels as if the characteristics of each area look completely different than before. I think this one, this is one of the highlights of the expansion, so would you please tell us about the difficulties and struggles you've faced during development, and what aspects you found fresh? Uh, he says, as you mentioned here, each of the locations, fields, shown this time, are full of unique elements here. So on that part, I'd like to make it so that players can enjoy them more deeply. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, working on the... So so he makes... So he, he makes, like, background assets rather than the main stage. So Yeah, so he doesn't in. design, like, the, the actual map. He designs the stuff that... In the background, what does that mean? In a three, in like, a th fully three D game. Well, I th no, I think like, let's say you've got the dungeon path or something, and he might design like the stuff that's outside of the area. Yeah. Oh, I Everything see. Everything beyond the boundaries of the dungeon yeah. map. Okay, I see. All right. Um, as uh, you, I just feel like the one thing that the Endwalker trailer really showcased was the the the. The issue they have with colors, um, especially yeah. in Thavnir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thavnir looks interesting. Uh, Very unique colors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had the impression that many of the colors are unique. Famitsu says, which this... is an interesting thing to say about. <clears throat> Color yes. in general. <laughs> yes. yes. Unique Something colors. we're very confident about that doesn't have many unique <laughs> rights anymore. Uh, this was the case with Shadowbringers as well, but I managed to have each of their characteristics stand out even more this time. Bringing out the individuality. Each of the colors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bringing out the individuality of each of each out of each out proved to be more out. Okay. Of each proved to be quite a difficult task here. But I'm having fun creating them. What does that mean? I think he's talking about the backgrounds, not the colors. I yeah. think okay. that was just my initial interpretation. Yeah. 
uh, Famitsu <laughs> says, Old Charlian is a city that has its idea formulated since the legacy version of 14. But it's the city structure and its design created with arrangements done uh, to the existing setting? Or did you start from scratch during the development of Endwalker? As mentioned by Oda just now, the setting already existed, so I've worked alongside Oda and Ishikawa, refers to Natsuki Ishikawa, lead story designer, together with uh, together to examine further and create new a new layout for the city. Um, considering there's no nature whatsoever on the setting of the moon, I have that impression that it's difficult to express yourself. So what do you think? What do you what do you think about it? That's correct. That's exactly why I'm struggling with it right now. Laughs bitterly. <laughs> <laughs> just ask, what's your impression of the moon? Yeah. <laughs> are you still in the process of making adjustments? Um, yes, the ones you witnessed today are still currently in the development stage. From now on, it's all about working diligently with our development staff members to brush up on the details. I really am struggling right now with Mare Lamentorium, like how I have to refer to the videos about the universe along with the assigned staff members working on it. Um well. Considering there weren't any cutscene appearances of space as the background in 14, that part is especially impressive to me. Yeah, I mean, luckily we've had a few trials that take place in space. We've had oh. we've had space in the background before. Maybe yeah. depends. Well, yeah, when we're flying through the void as well and stuff. I mean, the final part of Amarat is in space. Yeah, yeah, and Omega is just so all about space. It's a strange thing to say. Yeah. Maybe he meant in um, CG cutscenes. Or maybe he oh, means CG. literally? Well, or maybe he's talking about the CG. Does he do... Well, that's at a completely different department that works on that. I mean, this is the first time we're actually going to space. Yeah. These times in the true. past are all like illusions. But there that's have true. there have been cutscenes on... Sp like, remember when the uh, Asians yes. were standing on the moon? Elidibus on the moon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but they were yeah. about as featureless as when they showed up, showed us those dragons on uh, Mericidia. True, that's yeah. true. Okay, uh, this is Shinya Ichida. Ichida. I don't know who this... I don't think I've heard this name before. It's a lead artist. Just lead artist mm -hmm. uh, of 14. Involved in a wide variety of visual aspects of the game, such as the selection of red mage weapons, as well as the direction of Samurai's Limit Break when activated, and much more. That's quite a wide what? range. Lead artist is a big thing on it, the yeah. MMA. It is, it is a wide range, but it's also an interesting two aspects of his job to highlight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what is your enthusiasm for the release of Endwalker, as well as your message to all 14 players? That is such a question. What is what your is enthusiasm? enthusiasm? <laughs> um, okay. Well, Describe <laughs> it. Ichida says, in Endwalker, we'll see the conclusion to the Heidelin fuck. In the conclusion to the Heidelin Zodiac arc. With my time in the development of 14 reaching almost 10 years here, it's like I myself have been w walking alongside this epic story. I personally feel very attached to it as we're welcoming the end of an era. With how Ishikawa-san went all her way to create such a wonderful story, I would like to express the same, the same properly in VFX as well. As I've always mentioned, I want to make sure all players can enjoy the game with sceneries and experiences never felt before. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, um, we saw a variety of visuals shown on the keynote earlier. I know as a lead artist, you are involved in a wide range of tasks here, but is there any particular point that you would like us to focus on? 
Ichida says, basically, I'm putting all of my energy into everything here. I'm fr <laughs> Jesus. Into everything. Like, this man is uh, has a lot to do. <laughs> and he's pouring <laughs> all of his energy into everything. Um, and from my point of view, I have the desire of wanting all players to see everything. For the upcoming Ooh, new yeah, for the upcoming new race, we've been preparing little by little in order to deliver our big surprise. But with the involvement of both the art and character team, it ended up as a huge cost in our production. By preparing, that's interesting yeah. because this is taking place before all the reveals. Yeah, no, this is after no, the first this, day. This is after yeah, the keynote has has happened, so they've already. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, by preparing ourselves, starting from the creation of our development team structure at the beginning, we've finally managed to make the announcement on time. So first, we hope all players will be able to get a feel and have fun with the new races. Uh, and that new race would be the male Viera. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. That is a useful <laughs> question. Uh, I'd like the to take the chance and ask, where did, you focus, where did you focus efforts in creating the male Viera? Well, the male bits, I guess. Male bits, yes. It just says while creating a male character from that uh, from that has from form form. Sorry, form that has never been seen before. I fucked that. Up. I'll start over. While creating a male character form that has never, there is a bean that's bean. missing. Yeah, there's a oh, I thought I was okay. That has never been seen before. We went through a trial and error process in order to create a mature yet somewhat neutral atmosphere. We had several discussions with the staff members about the character details all the way, ranging from the modeling of their faces to the way they stand while in motion. The way I they mean, stand while in motion. The way they move. Their gait, I think, okay. really is what he's saying. Okay. Um, I mean, I imagine they just had a few options, really. A mature yet somewhat I mean, neutral atmosphere. They have to be careful because they're essentially creating the male form of a very popular race moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's true. They're That's true. they're essentially writing Ivalice law. Yes. 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 So this is yeah, it's it's wider reaching than. I mean, this know, was made. This was made in consulta consultation with Woolhead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And he's happy with it. I Probably guess. his last contribution to fourteen. I would say. Fingers crossed. Probably. <laughs> That's Fingers sad. crossed that it That's is so or that, that it is. isn't. <laughs> I hope that it, it isn't. As much I want as to I... He's very good at the story stuff or whatever. It's yeah. just he, but it's he is just a drunk. the wine. It's the yeah. drink. Yeah. 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 He is a drunk, yes. Yeah. Uh, previously, uh, uh, Ichida-san, you were involved in the selection of weapons for Red Mage. So I'd assume you would be involved in the selection of weapons for Sage Nuliths as well. That would be correct. Good, oh, good answer. Say a lot. Uh, I would like to know the decision <laughs> flow behind the weapons of new jobs. For example, why is the sage weapon named no Nuliths, and how did it come about? First, <laughs> on the topic of two-handed scythes... He ignores it completely. Yeah, yeah. On the, the topic of two-handed scythes wielded by Reaper, the concept <laughs> is to provide the design team a wide range of options uh, as possible so that the art team can flexibly come up with various designs in the future. For example... <laughs> 
<laughs> in terms of character, he's just soldiering through this. Is like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. In terms of character actions, we made sure that there would be no problems for the character to swing <laughs> such a lengthy weapon. Reapers can also possess avatars <laughs> that can be summoned from the void. I love he's this because he, he's doing the technique where he just like he just gives a really long answer to like, use up all the, yeah. the interviewers' time so they can't ask more mm. questions. When the avatar fuses with the reaper, the design switches into a new one, and so we've invested our effort into creating the mechanics of the job. Okay. Thanks, Shinya. <laughs> Completely ignored his question because yeah. you don't know what a new list is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Takanobu uh, Miyazawa. Miyazawa. Takanobu This guy... He's the if lead Shinya didn't get any... Like, I mean, he's already an unknown and yet he does such a huge role. This guy, animation. Lead. Like, I feel like I've seen. I feel like I've seen this man before. Yeah, I feel like he's someone who like popped up during a for the one of the fourteen hour streams at some point. Uh, maybe even mm -hmm. a fan first, yeah. but uh, he's one of the members who knows what goes on behind the scenes of raid development. He's also in charge of. He's mainly in charge of animation related to battle content as well as monsters. So Ooh. yeah, skins mm -hmm. uh, monsters. Yeah. I'm just going to skip like their thoughts about when they were yeah, on stage. He doesn't make new animations anymore. <laughs> after, <laughs> after watching the development panel held earlier, I was impressed at the hard work that went into it, especially the part where you described Omega M and F liquefying. Oh, he was he led the panel that we didn't cover. Uh, uh, liquefying oh. and how it was animated felt really ingenious here. But could you tell us about some of the most difficult things you've worked on thus far? Uh, the Omega segment that I've shared today was indeed one of the most difficult projects I've ever been involved in. We would usually work on new expressions whenever we're creating new raid content each time, so this is something we've always poured our best efforts into. Uh, what, <laughs> what are the main points of interest in Endwalker, and what are the new areas that you've focused on? The new Reaper job that was announced today will allow you to enjoy wow. new ways to play and feeling unseen in 14 before. So one player to look forward to that first. And wow. that's the end. What is this? So the, so the impression I get is that they were very much told to stay on message. Yeah. Today, we announced the Reaper. Yeah. Back in March was when we announced Sage. <laughs> Talk about Reaper today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had your chance. Oh. Okay, Masaki Nakagawa, uh, Mr. Hey. Osma. Um, I like Mr. Osma. Lead battle content designer. Okay, I'm going to skip the first part. Knowing that Nakagawa-san will be overseeing the overall battle aspects of the game with the content that will be implemented in Endwalker, what are the ones that you are mainly involved in? Since I'm the leader of the battle content team here, I don't think there's anything that will make me go, this one. In other words, it would be everything. That's the answer. Okay. Cool. You'll be involved in not only Pandemonium. Oh God. Can I I must say this again. The use of the letter A literally cannot be overridden in my mind. You have to know every time I read Pandemonium, my brain is screaming. Because I want to read Pandamonium. Pandamonium <laughs> because it's an ah! uh, A. A and E being together. together is is very much used in old English as well, and it's something yeah. that you see in a lot of old books. Too. It's used in current Norwegian, though, so it's yeah, very but, difficult. Um, uh, you know, it's a, a, a like a pan. 
Um, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just difficult for me. It's like when all oh, artists, yeah. when they want to be artsy, they put like a slash through the O, and I'm like, that's an uh, mm. that's an uh, that doesn't say yeah. sound, that says sound. That's very annoying. Sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, you'll be involved in not only Pandemonium, but also the earlier announced Myths of the Realm. And I take that it'll be too early to ask you anything regarding the content from the looks of it. Um, I'm involved in everything regarding the raid here. That's right. I don't think I'll be able to answer you just yet. And he laughs. <laughs> Go on one teaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the release of patch 5.5 part 2, this marks the release of, uh, of all for Shadowbringers. Uh, looking back, what are the most memorable parts of the game? I have lots of memories that may, uh, I may... I have lots of memories made throughout working on the 5.x series battles. When it comes to recent content, it'll be Eden's Promise. In Eden's Promise, which follows Eden's Gate and Eden's Verse, we changed the battle structure on the fourth floor, adjusting the hitboxes to make it bigger, and various other refinements we've made resulted in a high-quality raid tier. I thought, wow, I finally completed it, and thus Eden's Promise became the content that really left an impression on me. Also regarding quest battles, I've managed to try very various new things so much that it's incomparable to what I did back during the 4.x series. So when it comes to memories that make me go, this was easy or this was well done, I definitely have several in mind. He can definitely pat himself on the back for the battle, the quest battle, like in solo instances from this series, mm -hmm. yeah. especially all the roleplay stuff and everything. It's been a yeah. marked increase in quality. Yeah. Year on year. Uh, well, less so about Eden's Promise. I wasn't a big fan of most of the. Yeah, Eden I wasn't fights. a huge fan of Eden's Promise. I think Eden's Verse is the best part of the raid series. Yeah. This yeah. expansion. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Nakagawa Daisuke, which is the battle content designer. What was? Oh, so and Nakagawa is the lead battle designer. Oh yeah, he's the lead battle content designer. Yeah. Okay, I see. This guy's just a lad. <laughs> Okay, um, all right, let's see. Uh, watching the development panel held earlier, I believe there were many player comments about the Red Comet, an apex red chocobo seen in the Bosnian Southern Front. So I would like to know the reason behind the high difficulty of the critical engagement and so forth. So I want to know if you have any behind-the-scenes stories to share on this. He says, I thought it would make sense if I made them this strong. And then he laughs. <laughs> The red chocobo is seen as some sort of optional boss in Final Fantasy Tactics. If I make the, if I made them be defeated easily, it would create discussions about how uh, is this how is this really the red chocobo? So we adjusted the balance with prior approval to make it in its current state. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know enough about tactics, so I didn't know that it was the like their super boss mm. red chocobo. But yes, yeah, cool. Yeah, and. It definitely it worked now and now when we see a red chocobo we automatically expect yeah. death mm. um in today's panel i'm convinced that nakagawa-san places the importance on story very seriously and it shows it's no wonder you paid attention to the chocobos considering its history that's right mm. you can tell that there some of these are not quite trained in the, in the art of being interviewed <laughs> <laughs> because mm. you you shouldn't just give an answer like yes. that's right or yes <laughs> from the development oh, I'd love panel. To be interviewed. Though to be fair, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of on the interviewer because it's the interviewer's job to lure the answers out of them. Yeah, that's so. true. 
From the development panel shown today, I noticed that the cloud deck is listed as one of the content you worked on. When I played the actual trial, I realized that the boss movements are something you don't really see in previous trials, and I thought it was really in an in it was really interesting content to play. So I want to know what points you took special notes on when developing this content. When it comes to the capture of diamond weapon, the keywords will be to shake off the mechanics. It's content I've been wanting to do, and I'm glad that I followed through. <laughs> Laughs. The recent extreme trials have been extremely cost-intensive, in so uh, such an environment allowed me to try all sorts of new things never attempted before. The thought of considering how content would require such an, an amount of cost, let's utilize that and create a brand new experience, was what made creating the cloud deck possible. Not sure why it's about cost, but fine. I liked that fight, but it was a little easy. Very, yeah. It was very mechanically it, it also didn't have like a, a spectacular second a, phase, which no. I expected. Um, it definitely should have. But I liked the sort of platform switching. Yeah, it was a mm -hmm. cool mechanic. Yeah. Uh, with the abundance of cost present, did you then think of the dynamic flow of having both G-Warrior units 1 and 2 move around the skies while fighting? That's right. It was rather quick of me to come up with the idea of that form. It didn't hmm. take me long to complete the model. I mean, it's well, just a G warrior game. with a giant platform on its back. Yeah. Well, it was rather quick of him, though. Yeah, it was mm. rather, yeah, rather quick. <laughs> the development panel held earlier was something we've paid great interest to, and it was very interest interesting. To what extent do you solidify your personal ideas and then work together with the others to give them shape? Is something I'd like to know. So can you tell us how you go about this? Why were there ellipses? At the, what, what was the... Why... I don't know. Why did it go... The dot, interview dot, dot? was just thinking, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that is... Is that what I would like to... Yeah, that yeah. is. And yeah. then, then <laughs> after that, they, they not only said that, they... Or had that happen, they, they took notes of that happening, and then, in the final edit, they're like, I'll put that in. I'll put that <laughs> into the interview. And then Maybe the they translators were like, oh, that's in there, that's odd. We'll put that in <laughs> at every <laughs> every point of the creation of this article. This was decided. We'll we'll keep this in. Um, since I'm entrusted to do a lot of work here, I tend to solidify those ideas within me during the early stages on a certain level. Then I would ask Nakagawa, uh, who is the leader of the project, if I wanted someone's opinion on the matter. I have this idea in mind, so what do you think? And so on. However, there are many tasks which require me to work with our junior staff members rather than working alone. Oh. So it is not always the case that the other designers follow the same working process. Child labor. Mm, that's not what junior necessarily that's not means. Not that kind of junior. <laughs> I'm going to assume the term that was used in the original Japanese was kohai. Yeah. Not, yeah. not child. I, don't know. I do imagine funny. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they like he's the like we had to get to the nursery and, like, yeah. <laughs> and there's like little children with like propeller hats you know the ones with the <laughs> just running around uh all right um next is uh arata takahashi uh lead level designer worked on various areas belonging to the so-called level design team so like cold him. yeah cold so cold yeah they don't take him very seriously but he's like oh hey it, why don't you go back to your level design team? <laughs> uh, as we're looking at more uh, new information revealed today for Endwalker, we would like you to deliver a message to the players. No, I'm supposed to skip these. We don't care. I'm sorry. Uh, from the producer letter live... <laughs> 
<laughs> that was hell just now. There was a note stating the roadmap on having Gold Saucer or other seasonal-related events. I'd like to know what kind of things we can look forward to when it comes to level design. Even a little hint would be appreciated. Takahashi says, Actually, since we always begin our planning aspects with a tight schedule, uh, we don't always make big plans for the events beforehand, so it feels like we need to start working on the events you just mentioned earlier. Laughs bitterly. I apologize. Type of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for not being able to provide you with a detailed answer. As for events, the Moonfire Fair will begin soon, so I would like you to look forward to that event. We have looked forward to it. Mm. It did happen, and now it's over. Yeah. Uh, so we, <laughs> <laughs> so we can, in many ways, expect to see future developments of Manderville Gold Saucer in game. I take it. Uh, the aspect of that when? area. What? When? Yeah. Right. Please, uh, more gates and stuff. Come uh, on, lads. The asp uh, I hope you enjoy Reaper, uh, which is this new class. <laughs> <laughs> we got... The most recent thing we got was um, uh, open tournaments. Yeah, True. which are really which good. Which was last patch, 5.4, I think. Yeah. Yes. But it's not like a new game. Ever. It's just a yeah. good way of getting into matchmaking, really. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the aspect of that area is different from the others, so we are so we 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 are the room to tackle the content here. So I don't think we want to add more gameplay elements for that area in the future. I don't know what that sentence means, but I just read it. I just read it as it was. So we are the room to tackle the content. We have here. the room. Have we have the room to tackle the content here? So I don't think we. So I do think we want to add more gameplay elements for that area in the future. Personally, I do find Gold Saucer to be a place where it's worth taking the challenge on. But, current, but currently, we're full of hands working on Endwalker <laughs> right now. So... <laughs> they, they're I'm sorry, hands. we're full of hands right now. Uh... <laughs> Okay, I do want to think of a new and interesting. <laughs> I want to think of new and interesting mini games once more after we're done with the next expansion. We've given you ideas. Make those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see what working from home does to them. That's uh, our <laughs> other hands. That's our Takahashi. Uh, next is Ma Masato Shida, who's the background artist. Oh, another background. Another artist. one. Mainly worked on environment and area design, including the Black Shroud and Ishgard. Hope not 1.0 Black Shroud, along with oh. other regions. Let's hear your... No, let's not. No. Uh, oh, my God. He had yeah, a lot, he, he had a lot, but I don't care. Uh, you mentioned the overall eccentricness of the field, but since Endwalker, w with which is its main theme is to illustrate the repeat of its final days, which take place not on the in the first, but on the source. I would like to know your ideas or story on how that unique atmosphere is portrayed in the world that is linked to Aorcia. Maybe I should have read the first one, because this is literally know, he's his only, got only two questions. Things. Poor guy. Yeah, I think he actually he actually ends that's why he doesn't have many questions, because he he knows what he has to say. Okay, <laughs> let me got... let me just read yeah. the answer to the, the question the I just read. We thought of yeah. changing that impression itself in a major way. Regarding the maps, we are thinking of creating them that, creating them, in a way that brings the impression of a strong picture. So we are planning to create an environment where players can feel the atmosphere that doesn't feel lacking than on the previous maps we've created. <laughs> when the Warriors of Light step into new maps, they'd feel, wow, this is different from the others, and that's mm. what we're aiming to create here. I will I'll be honest. Yeah. When I when I first went into Ilmag, I did say to myself out loud, "This is a strong picture." 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Same. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, as announced by Yoshida, uh, this is his words to the players. It seems we're going to the moon with this expansion. There are also underground cities, Amazon forests, and some mysterious floating islands, which we showed <coughs> the artwork of earlier. So I do think there are various maps that display strong characteristics. Amazon forest? Yeah, yeah. We're going to the Amazons. What's that? Say that? Parts of Thavnir look like the Amazon forest? Mm. Or is he spoiling that we're going to like that place at the south of Othard? Goldmore Jungle? Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Because that, that is a bit like the Amazon. Mm. I thought it'd be a weird final zone to announce. We've already got five. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. we're going to get mm. seven. Uh, maybe there Ooh. are parts of some of the existing zones that we haven't seen. It could be like that. Yeah. yeah. There could be some parts that we haven't seen. When I first saw the plan, uh, I thought and felt, wow, looks like there's going to be a lot of maps that look really intense. It's a strong picture. <laughs> this is it's a strong picture. In Shadowbringers, the atmosphere was mainly eccentric due to the nature of its weather. But eccentric? This, yeah. But this time, the maps itself are all overall... Uh, they're all overall eccentric. So in order to bring <laughs> out that... <laughs> I feel like I'm having a stroke. So in order to bring out that flavor, we're definitely looking to create powerful pitch. <laughs> He said it. A powerful picture <laughs> out of this. Woo! There you go. Uh, I'm, that's, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna think about that when I see the new maps now. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that. This is a powerful picture. Oh, God. As we, uh, sorry. As we keep selling more and more expansions, we do our best to create and deliver maps that feel refreshing. So the difficulty of development itself ends up getting higher as we go on. <clears throat> Currently, the background team is doing their best to create them. And we always have the best interest of players in mind to deliver new fields that are once more different than what they've experienced in Shadowbringers. As with the fields, there are also plenty of spectacular looking dungeons. So please look forward to that. <laughs> Oh, I'm still confused as to what the background team does then. It's a little vague. But, oh, well. Yeah. Okay, next is Yosuke uh, Hayashi. Aww, um, he's a nice He's chap. the lead item designer. Mm -hmm. He Pri talks about the removal of belts. Mm, mm. Primarily works on item production. He also works on the management of collaborations or any, or any new ideas. Anything. Any new ideas, you go to Yosuke Hayashi. So mm -hmm. <laughs> you might want to read his first part, actually. Oh. Hi, I'm <laughs> Hayashi, the, uh, the item designer of this game. Pleased to meet all of you. Although it's not easy to talk about Endwalker without spoiling anything, various items get added and changed each time whenever a new expansion gets released. This time, the changes to the system began by removing belts from the game. Began uh, with. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is an important... First thing of consideration. The, what if yeah. we one day just have one slot? It's just oh. gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a glamouring. <laughs> yeah, oh God. But then you'll just open a new menu and that's where it all is. Oh. Yeah, mm. yeah. it's its own system. Still 400 out of 400. Yeah. <laughs> this is an improvement made not only for the existing players who are currently enjoying the game, but also for new players who will be joining the game in the future. 
I want to do my best to provide enjoyment to the players on aspects other than the scenario and battle as well. Okay. Thank you. During the producer live letter... you're going to like this next one. <sighs> during, the oh, no. during the producer live letter earlier, there was an announcement of the collaboration between Fender. Between Fender and 14, I guess. May I know who was the one that was involved in the musical instrument aspects like the electric guitar? Oh my god, cue, cue the, the shot of Ilbert at the end of the 2.55 uh, thing when he talks to Raubon. It was me. <laughs> uh, although it was, ex he even laughs at the end. Uh, although it was explained in the producer live earlier, this one electric guitar can output various sounds and works differently from other instruments. In order to realize this, we've prepared several tones for an electric guitar in advance and made the tone switchable in between when performing. Unlike in the past, where we ensured the piano tone fits the sound played from a piano or violin tone that fits the sound played from a violin. Okay, yeah. Um, oh my god, you're right. That's literally the scene. Ilbert right oh, yeah. there. That's when he says it. Um, previously, in order to switch from one instrument into another, like, say, from flute to piano, you had to stop performing in flute and then switch into piano. But in order to avoid providing too much information here, with guitar, you'll be able to switch from guitar 1 to guitar 2, or guitar 2 to, to guitar 3, or even guitar 3 to guitar 1, <coughs> seamlessly, without having to Jesus. stop in between. This is where we paid particular attention uh, here. Man. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like imagining ourselves being able to control the effects pedal with our feet and switch the tone. That's right. In the game, you don't use your feet to control it, but we've managed to create a similar situation where you can switch around freely. <clears throat> uh, while the insufficient amount of buttons available on a gamepad makes it a little hard here, we still managed to make it work somehow with the help of Odegiri, who appeared on the stage today. <sighs> All right, the next two are, of course, the most exciting, I think. Well, they're, they're all exciting. My favorite is, of course, the, the, the guy with the, the powerful pictures. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ishikawa, so Natsuko Mine's Ishikawa, uh, and Saki <laughs> Takaya, Takayanagi. Takayanagi. Um, so, Ishikawa needs no introduction, lead story designer. Uh, and mm -hmm. uh, Taka Takaya, oh my god, her name is too difficult for me. Taka Takianagi uh, is the quest designer. Worked mainly mm. on human NPCs and its coordination, as well as quest implementations. Uh, I believe so, she's the one that dresses all the NPCs, oh, as in chooses what gear they wear. Right. Okay. She didn't design them. No, no. That's oh, that's the sweet one. Who, that's the Maya. Yeah. Um, may I know your thoughts after... No, we, you may not. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, okay, let's hear from Ishikawa-san about her thoughts about the scenario. If there's any... Is there, if, there, if there is any, since we're heading to the conclusion of the Heidelin Zodiac arc in the main scenario for Endwalker. It's really dense in volume, so I'm having doubts on whether I can finish them and uh, meet the schedule deadline. So I'm working hard here to make sure it's delivered on time. Uh, we can actually make it work if we wanted to actually prolong the story of Heidelin... <laughs> ...of the Heidelin Zodiac arc. And there's definitely a lot more places to explore in Eorzea, the world players first started their journey. 
Thank you. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well done, Mishikawa. That's what we want. She's, and she's specifying Aorzia rather than when occasionally when they use Aorzia to refer to the whole world. Yeah, yeah. I personally am fine with ending the story at around patch 7.0 or 8.0, but I believe the decision to end the story precisely at this timing must have uh, brought out the sense of speed as well. And I hope that with this decision, it will allow us to uh, to be able to properly grasp on what kind of story Final Fantasy XIV can provide to our players, considering the fact that this expansion will be released in 2021. What she mean about ending the story at seven point or eight point? She she would have been okay with ending it in seven point or. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, so she'd have been happy to stretch out a bit. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, I believe uh Takayanagi-san is assigned to adjust the identity of character, but I'd like to know if you have any particular peculiar stories behind your job. Ishikawa says, generally, the adjustments on the main character are mainly under uh, Takeyanagi's lead, and during Shadowbringers, she had a hand in the minor adjustments for that department. Takeyanagi says, the one that was adjusted in Shadowbringers that I worked on would be Thancred. I suggested to Ishikawa that perhaps we should change this part to make it better, and with that, we settled on the form we see today, and that's what I remember the most. So when it comes to main NPCs, that was one of the examples. As for the others, I recall receiving an order on having Ellison Knights to appear halfway through Grand Cosmos, the dungeon that was released in patch 5.1. When I got the order, I discussed with Oda, Banri Oda, lead story designer, and worked on coordinating them to look like certain NPCs. As for the identity of those NPCs, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this. Ishikawa says, sure, go ahead. Takenagi says, to those who may already realize this, um, the NPCs used to be the Knights of the Heaven's Word that appeared in Heaven's Word. After asking and confirming with Oda on using characters that pay homage, <coughs> homage to these figures in her, uh, terms... God. You know, old speaker's lore, I had a friend that said homage, and I got, <laughs> I, every time I read the word, it breaks me. Homage to these figures in terms of their faces and equipment. We then reached the decision to reintroduce them for this instance dungeon. Has anyone pointed this out? Yeah. I, I feel think like so. someone should have noticed it by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Although I, I assume she means elven knights. Uh, mm. Not elven knights. On <laughs> 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 uh, Monbrida, uh, Takianagi-san once mentioned there's thought of wanting her to wear this costume before. Are there any same thoughts on other NPCs that may no longer have the chance to appear in the future like Monbrida? Takenagi. No longer have the chance to appear in the future because they're dead. <laughs> no, no longer got the chance. Uh, Takenagi says, on the feelings of wanting to dress them in this various, in this various or particular costume that fits everyone. Yeah, of course I do have them. Actually, on characters that sadly have to bow, bow down from the stage halfway, I did pull something. Interesting way of saying die. Yeah, <laughs> I did pull something. It's a TV series. <laughs> True. <laughs> I did pull something that repeatedly bring them back secretly and let them change their clothes for a little while using my work tools there. Laughs. <laughs> As for the others, for example, the commoners from Gridania or Ulda, I've been having a lot of fun with the nameless NPCs that I've placed as so-called entertainment by letting them wear new costumes and thinking they would look great in this outfit without the knowledge of anyone. 
Is that what she does on her lunch break? (laughs) (laughs) Also, since the staff members of the Goldsmith Guild are still wearing their very first artifact gear, I always have the feeling uh, where they would look good in their artifact four gear. When I looked at the Guildmaster Serendipity, I thought, ah, really, the new class-specific equipment would look so good on her. Laughs. (laughs) She's having a great time in this interview. So in this sense, I do want to swap their costumes and let out let them all wear the new class-specific equipment. That would be cool if they could make it, like, quest trigger. So they're in the Aram mm. Reborn one, if yeah. you're still new, but they update. Because, yeah, it's weird seeing them all in the the craftable old classic yeah. level 50 game. That's true. Uh, next, I would like to hear Ishikawa-san's impression and thoughts on the flashback with the cast... Is there any point in reading that? We we haven't really covered it on the show. Mm. It's weird to re- hear someone recite something we haven't covered. Uh, uh, no, there's not really anything. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So no. that's that's Ishikawa, uh, and uh, Takenagi. All right. This is the oh, last yes. one, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is with uh, Oragiri K and uh, Shoichi Matsuzawa. Shoichi. Okay, so Oragiri is working primarily in group posts or content replay. Yeah, yeah. As game UI designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then the best guy, the best guy. Shoichi Matsuzawa working on a broad variety of tasks such as budget calculation and, ex- yes. and execution to project management on various updates and so on as the lead project manager. Yeah, budget, budget calculation. But <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's n- yes. no. Uh, Skip the first part. Yeah, we see specialized stickers and frames added into the group post feature in conjunction with the digital fan festival. So I'd like to know how this implementation came to mind. Oragiri says, as we've cur- as we're currently in the situation where players could not attend the event physically, every one of us had the same thought of wanting our players to enjoy the event with something. We've enjoyed. W- sorry, we've looked through many screenshots being taken on social media, and we received a suggestion. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and thought it would be a good idea to prepare universally used screenshot frames that give out a sense of unity. So that's how the idea came to reality. From there, we managed to prepare a large amount of... (laughs) What am I reading? To to prepare a large amount of frames, and using them will allow the pictures to look firm (laughs) and well-built. Oh, sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I... I just imagine looking at myself, you know, looking at the stream and just listening to what I'm reading. I literally <laughs> just read that they 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 prepared they made <laughs> they prepared a large amount of frames and using them will allow the pictures to look firm and well built. Mhm. Yeah, I don't see the issue here. It's just, you know, it's an it's a sentence. Although one of the <laughs> the frames Suggested where it looked like a stage ended up getting a dramatic no-go sign from Yoshida. Laughs bitterly. Mm. Ultimately, it was created after three retakes. So in a sense, it's one work that I'm proud of. Do you have anything anything to say about what I just read, right? Did you have anything to say? Did you, how did you feel about this? 
Yeah. 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 I mean, interesting. Interesting. Cool. Nice content that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> maybe you can. Maybe he can craft uh, um, <laughs> a, 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 some some sturdy frames for the powerful pictures. Oh, for when we enter the new zones. For when we enter the nice. new zones, I would like. I would like. I would like a frame that is uh, firm and well built. Mm-hmm. I would like more visual effects we can put on our characters, like the frozen one or the on fire one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, seeing the actor uh, <laughs> Ryunosuke, oh, some Ryunosuke, yeah, elected to be the official ambassador of the game. What was the reaction from the both of you when that decision was made? Uh, seeing Kami. Kamiki-san promoting the game made us feel at ease with not a single worry at all. It is a great honor to have famous figures who actually play 14 and become an ambassador to promote the game further. And this is something we truly appreciate and are thankful for. Uh, thank you. I think we already have Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, that is true. That is true. That is true. Considering this is the first ever dig- digital fan festival, what do you think this event? What do you think of this event as a project manager? Shoichi says, this is actually thanks to the excellent work by the community team and the promotion team. And to tell the truth, I personally did not move a finger here. Laughs. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) That is really funny. Uh, Each time uh, when we have this event, it is usually done by both teams. I am, however, the project manager for the development side, so I usually offer myself to help the players in playtesting as well as follow up on any task that needs to be done. So for this time... Uh, what I've done for this event here would be the arrangement of schedule, of the ske- of schedule to get the in-game fanfest-specific items implemented into the game. Mm. Okay. Talk more about the budget. <laughs> Can I just, you know what? The the this is corporate. I don't want to read this. No. What's coming next is literally like buy our game, play it on the PS5, and that's where they talk the most. They literally say, can you give us some PR information from each of you? And it's like two pages of text. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that part is uninteresting. But hey, they talk about a potential 24-man mount. Yeah, and, and they laughed. And they, yeah, everyone laughed. Because <sighs> Max is always like thinking about we how We are 18 minutes over time. I'm trying to like... Get, no, no, that's I fine. Don't, I think not just towards the, last the end. We've All right. everything we need. Okay. We've, that, we're done. That's it. <laughs> Um, that is the uh, interview with the. That's the Famitsu interview. Uh, I enjoyed that from FanFest. Mm-hmm. Had some interesting stuff. Has a lot of uninteresting stuff mm-hmm. as well. I will say, but um, mostly interesting and funny. Uh, powerful pictures. <laughs> uh, we don't have time for Mogmail, which means Mogmail will go to the front next week. We're just gonna have to Thank do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so send it in. Send it in. Speakersexavi.com slash Mogmail. Um, that's it for the show. Thanks for watching, everyone. Minimum my level. Oh, yes, that's correct. We have to do minimum my level. Okay. And we are going to... Oh, sorry. I should probably remove... Uh, that was the that was um, uh, great Google library. I have, oh, for some yeah, reason, put it back them, in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, was, was it hard, Google hard or good normal? Hard. Okay. Okay. Because Yogi was almost right then. Yeah. Just so we're clear, it's at this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We are going to. Gosh, Oh. It's a long name. 
No, they're all the same size, so I wouldn't know. Ah. Belsar's Wall! Ah. Belsar's oh. Wall! Belsar's Wall! <laughs> You're just gonna have to ignore that Georgi is broken in this shot. Oh no. It is what it is. Oh no. <laughs> this this one does not do, uh, cooperate well with the uh, three man. All right, here we go. Let's spin the wheel. <gasps> oh my god! Finally, one of oh the good ones. Oh my god! Blindfolded Lukiel. There it is. There it is. This is going to be very funny. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, poor, that poor coffee. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... All right, well, we'll see how that goes. That's a new one. This will be fun. We haven't done that this before. This is like... This is like no HUD, but yeah. more. Yeah, this is... <laughs> but just for Lakia. You're going you, yeah. to you're gonna have to guide me on a delay. Like, there's going to oh, be gosh, like... Some, yeah. Oh, my God. That's... Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, Belsar's Wall with blindfolded Lukiel. That is tomorrow. Uh, make sure you catch that. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Uh, remember to follow on Twitter at speakersxiv, twitch.tv slash speakersofhydland, youtube.com slash speakersxiv, exclamation discord in chat. If you want to join our Discord server, if you're watching on demand, links in the description. Remember to send us mogmail, speakersxiv.com slash mogmail. Uh, Speakers Place is where all our old playthroughs, well, some of our old playthroughs uh, go up. Uh, Silent Hill is done. You can watch the whole Silent Hill 1 playthrough now. You can actually watch our entire Silent Hill playthrough from 1 to 3. It's all on there. So mm. if you want to watch that, go do that. All right, that's it. We'll see Uploaded you. Uploaded in a weird order, but yes. Yes, uh, it was. I don't really know why, uh, but yeah, it was. <laughs> um, we'll see you uh, later. We'll see you in the post show, hopefully, if you're watching live. Uh, if not, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Speakers of Heidelin, produced by Speakers Network. Producer for this episode was Lukiel Bravestone. Final Fantasy and Final Fantasy XIV is a registered trademark of Square Enix Holding Company Limited. If you would like to support the show, consider pledging to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash speakersxiv, or buy some merch at teespring.com slash stores slash speakersxiv. Link to both of these sites, as well as our Discord server, is provided in the episode description. Thank you for listening to this Speakers Network production.